1: A little bit of music from Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew. Roadcrew66.com. Great road trip tunes. Hey, uh, kind of a fitting morning since we have Mr. Austin Coop with us this morning from uh, Tulane, America. Austin, how are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you today, Jim? You know, every day is good. Some days are just better than others. That's right. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for doing this this early in the morning. No,
0: no
1: problem. Not problem at all. Well, gosh, how long? Uh, you know, uh, I we finally met up uh, after doing a little bit of email correspondence. We met a little bit last year, and you know, not only do you run a tight ship, but uh, when groups make it as far as Kingman, I can generally tell a lot about the company and the guide by how happy his uh, tour is. If they're miserable and unhappy, it just didn't go well. But yours are always smiling. And that's after 2,000 miles. That's quite a testimony to your skills.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that. uh, You know, it's like everything else. You know, there's always bumps in the road. There's always, you know, things that get thrown at you you don't expect. But uh, as a general rule, yeah, by the time we get to Cayman, we're uh, we're barreling towards the end. My hope is that. uh, you know, I can really wow them as we leave Kingman and go into open. And, uh, but uh, they need that stamina because on that day we go all the way to uh, we'd go all the way to Marcia that day. So uh, you got to keep them in good spirits
1: that day. They always seem like they're smiling and they ha- they're happy. I I deal with some tour groups that by the time they get to Kingman, if I was a rope salesman, I could make some money because they're ready to hang the tour guide. <laughs> <coughs> How long have you been with uh, Tulane America?
0: So, uh, I started Tulane America uh, originally just as a blog, Uh, so I was at a company called RoadTrippers.com. That company's still around, still does their services. I was with them for a few years, and that's where I kind of cut my teeth on 66. Uh, That's where I actually missed you and Kingman at the the, uh, show or the festival. But that's where I started doing 66. multiple times a year, started trying to uh, learn more about it, and that was more from a a journalist perspective uh, and research for the company. Uh, When I left Road Trippers, I started Tulane America just as a blog, basically as a parking spot for if I wanted to go out and go somewhere and write about it. Um, But we started doing the tours, the guided cart caravans, uh, about three years ago. Uh, and that was just natural Out after doing bus tours and hearing uh, a lot of guests say, you know, we really wanted to do it in a car. We didn't want to do it on a bus. I uh, decided to start offering that. So uh, just one of those things that the next step turned into the next step. And, you know, here we are.
1: Hey, what uh, you do all kinds of tours, I noticed. But uh, what is the most popular tour available through uh, Tulane America? Which one seems to be drawing the most attention?
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely the so the guided Route sixty six car caravans uh, without a doubt, uh, and you know when we started that was our goal was to offer that as our first tour, and then really the subsequent tours that we offer like this year, we're doing like a Nashville New Orleans uh, car caravan, uh, that was really born out of you know you, you take these people on sixty six and you have a great time with them, uh, well you know let's travel again together so you start offering uh, different itineraries. I want to hope that your previous guests like you enough to sign up for the next year. And, uh, uh, so that's, uh, the 66 uh,
1: car caravans is, is without a doubt. A friend. You know, it never ceases to amaze me. I, my folks tease me that I was potty trained along the highway and we spent a lot of time traveling route 66 back and forth since 1959. And, uh, it I just I, it never ceases to amaze me. It is a road for God's sakes, and the popularity is just—it's just kind of mind-boggling sometimes.
0: Yeah, uh, you know the its ability to uh, transcend. And you and I have had this conversation in person. Uh, Sixty-six isn't the most scenic drive in the United States. It's not the most even you know, historic drive if you look at no. some sections of highway and US-50 and things like that. But it's the one that encompasses the, the psyche and the, uh, just it has that thing. It has that thing that you can't describe or explain where it's in the zeitgeist and it continues to, you know, uh, I was looking at family photos the other day and there's a picture uh, of me as my six year old uh, and my dad and he's wearing a Route 66 shirt at that time in his life, he had never been really west of Illinois. He'd never been on 66. Maybe just briefly when he, I think he had to go to a proving ground outside of Kingman. Um, But he, you know, it was in the, his life. Guys, he knew about it. He'd never been on it. Um, so fast forward to two years ago, he got to go on one of my trips, and now I can say that, you know, he's been on it. But it uh, it's just so ingrained in our, in our minds that uh, uh, it just lives on. It continues to you know there's generations your generation, my generation and then now we are seeing the other generation so they're
1: starting to find interest in it. it.'s It's really intriguing because it's got a, it's got almost a, I hate to use the term but I don't have anything else magic and uh, it's infectious and it's the people that are involved with preservation work. Uh, it's the people who run businesses, the people who run tour companies, the people who travel it. Uh, I, I've been. You said in a cafe. I've been very fortunate to speak in Europe on these subjects at some events. You could be sitting at a cafe in Belgium, and if you have a Route sixty six hat, t shirt, pin, you can almost you're assured that you'll end up in a conversation with somebody about Route sixty six. Oh, absolutely. Yep, absolutely.
0: Um, and you know, talking about what makes it so enduring is without no a doubt with people. Um, you know, if you did uh, a sixty-six trip where you were going by most of the stuff at night, where you were in a huge hurry and you were just snapping pictures to have pictures, uh you don't have the same experience. Uh you don't have uh you know forty-five minutes sit down with with uh you know George or or Barb, you know, and, and Gary's, or you don't have the experience of uh you know, stopping by the Munger Moss, or stopping by, uh, I believe today's show, David Brenner, Roadrunner. Um, You know, it's those people that make it just a door. I can drive anywhere in the country and see an old motel. I can drive anywhere in the country, go to an old diner, but when you tie it all together, the way that it is with 66, it just paints such a different story and a different picture uh, I, think it, I think it embodies hope, uh, the way, you know, we, we like to think things were always so much better in the past. Uh, I think what we do with 66 is we kind of create a new feature uh, using that to, to kind of face it on. I think it just gives people hope.
1: I think part of it, too, is, uh, you know, we've become such a generic, cold, and personal world. You have 5,000 friends on Facebook. You've never met any of them. And then when you do, half of them you wouldn't want to have coffee with. And Route 66, like you said, with David Brenner and Ramona at the Munger Moss, you take time to interact, to, to get to know people. And uh, it's, it's warm. It's comfortable. I, I, I this is a silly question, but I'm assuming COVID kind of uh, kind of dealt you a bad blow with your tours.
0: Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> uh, everybody that works in the tourism industry, uh, uh, all of us, uh, top to bottom, uh, was impacted in some, some way, shape, or form. You know, 2020 was just a scratch. We weren't able to run a single tour. Uh, I was very, very fortunate that. Uh, I was able to get unemployments and things like that, but I know that there's other people that, uh, you know, especially the, some of the businesses and things that uh, rely so heavily on the international guests. I know I just got it then, so <clears throat> I don't like to play a, a violin for myself because I survived okay. And, um, but, I mean, we, we still noticed it this year. We were able to run all six of our scheduled trips this year, uh, and... It, it, it was a different experience without the international guests. Um, yeah. But uh, that's going to come back. And what I've always told, uh, what, I, you know, what I've been saying, well, what i said all summer, because i visited all these places, just hang in there a little bit longer. Um,
1: hang in there a little bit longer. You're going to see more <coughs> Americans traveling.
0: I think Americans are finally, if COVID, if there's a silver lining, being, Cooped up in our houses for a year, year and a half, Everybody's we that time is precious, and that uh, you better hit the road while you can. And so I think that when we come out of this, uh, if you if, if you can hang on just a little bit longer, uh, the end result is going to be very sweet.
1: I agree. I, I one of the silver linings of this COVID is uh, Americans have rediscovered the road trip. And uh, they're also taking a few minutes to question, why haven't I done this sooner or why, not, why am I not doing this now? Yeah. And uh, the internationals, I think we're going to start seeing a trickle back f- from this summer. But a lot of the tour companies I work from overseas, it looks like it's going to be late summer, fall, or possibly even 2023 before we really start to see a, a strong yeah, return. Agree. Yeah,
0: I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that I don't think that you know the international travelers I believe are going to stick to uh, their necks of the woods for um, at least another year or so uh, but uh, like like I said uh, I, I've been fortunate too that uh, you know a lot of the, the bus tour operators that took you know when they do a 66 trip it'll be predominantly international um, yeah. my car caravans I'm almost entirely domestic. So that, that, I mean, it saved me this year versus uh, having to run a bus tour that I couldn't fill. So. But I do think mm-hmm. it's going to swing hard, uh, swing hard
1: into the positive. Um, <coughs> Excuse time. me. Like, well, tomorrow. when do you kick off your first tour this year, Austin?
0: Uh, first tour is uh, May 1st. Uh, but that's one of my Nashville to New Orleans tours. So we'll do Nashville, Memphis, and New Orleans. Uh, a little bit of, obviously, lots of music and food. A little bit of Natchez Trace. A little bit of the Mississippi River. Uh, so we'll do two of those. And then we'll switch over to 66. Uh, right towards the end of May. And we'll do five of our park air on 66. One bus tour. And then back to uh, finish out the season. Doing a couple more trips down south. So... Should
1: be about nine trips, nine or ten trips total this year. Well, that's a <laughs> – you know, as much fun as this stuff is, you know, at the end of the season, it's nice to take a deep breath and see how big the kids have gotten while you were gone and and uh, just relax a bit, plan the next one. I You know, the Mississippi River trips, uh, it's kind of intriguing. Uh, uh, I know several companies, one out of New Zealand and another one in Europe, uh, they they uh, do a lot of Route 66 trips. But uh, before COVID, a Mississippi River trip they were, they were doing from uh, New Orleans all the way up into Minnesota has become extremely popular.
0: Yep. Yep. And, you know, if you think about that route, um, the, the attractions that you run into, you know, New Orleans, uh, Memphis, Chicago, St. Louis, you hit a lot of great cities. Um, and then when you get up further north, when you get on the north side of Chicago, because um, most of them will detour. A lot of them start in Chicago. It just depends on them. Anyway, but uh, I know somebody's going to be like, he, he knows that Chicago's not on the Pacific River. Yes. Um, but a lot of them will cruise over and do, uh, do that as their exit. Um, <laughs> but when you get up into the northern part, up through Minnesota, that drive is gorgeous. Uh, the road hugs the river. Uh, the uh, there's little towns. There's it, it's, it's fantastic. I had the privilege of doing that with, uh, with many Texas
1: states with a bunch of Mini Coopers. Uh, I just had a great time. Well, Austin, you know I look forward to seeing you again this year. But I really want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to do this this morning and and. Uh, Talk a little bit about road trips uh, and uh, try to encourage people a little bit. Like you said, hang on. It's going to be – I I really believe that the spring and summer is going to be quite dramatic from last year, an improvement. Uh, It's Uh, not going to be what it was in 2019 or 2018, but it's going to be still pretty dramatic. And uh, I thank you for that bit of encouragement. Yeah, I think all of us that
0: that work in this space – kind of need a little bit of that right now you know? so we keep thinking we see the light at the end of the tunnel but the, the, the tunnel get a little bit longer where you're not quite
1: out of it yet and uh, i think we're gonna get there soon so sounds good austin thank you very much and i sure look forward to seeing you uh well this summer well, thank you, Jim. We
0: will uh, we'll see you this summer. Uh, if anybody's bored in February, we're doing our virtual car show. It gets off at the uh, first of February. If you're uh, if you're an old car nut like I am, uh, virtual car show uh, we'll send that out on Facebook. So, but thank really you, Jim. Cool. I really appreciate it.
1: You bet. I've got uh, something I might be able to participate with this year in your virtual car show. Sounds good to me. Take care, sir. Thank you. Thanks you too. Bye bye.
0: Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride, Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.